Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. I don't like veggies. That's bad. I, I need to start eating more veggies. A mashed potato so is a vegetable. I will throw it. There you go. Yes. That's true. Hey, that's what I always <laughs> say. People are like, mm, not really. I'm like, they are. French they are. fries are a vegetable. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Fanatics. Yes, I am your host, Claire Kramer, and I am sitting here with my lovely co-host, Jake Marin. Hi, Jake. Hello, Claire. So good to be here. And I'm so excited about our show today because we have a very, very sweet up-and-coming actress. Alondra Delgado, you know, she is in Mayans MC, she's in the show All-American, Vita, Safe House. She is killing it in the acting world, but today she's going to talk to us about cooking. And she actually found a passion for this because she moved to L.A., didn't have many places to go eat, and decided to just cook for herself. She's cooking for herself. I love it. First of all, I, I'm a big fan of Mayans. Did you did you watch Mayans? She she's great I, on that. I, I what really, a fun show. Really enjoy that show. It gets intense in the best way, and she was yes. fabulous. <laughs> Very intense. So it's funny when we found out her topic was cooking because she kind of has like this tough exterior, and you know, yeah. cooking is <laughs> such a I would say a dialed down thing from what you see on Mayans with her, right? Oh, of course. And then also, you know, obviously acting, you become a different character. But with cooking, it's where you let your own personal love come out. So it really takes people into directions that show us who they are. Yes. And I love, I mean, Alondra is, she is the sweetest person. And we actually, I felt myself like laughing a lot during this episode. It mm -hmm. was really fun. She's very endearing, very sweet. And of course, I want to go over to her house and, you know, have her cook for me now. So anyway, you guys, please enjoy this episode with Alondra talking about cooking for herself and others. Okay. Alondra, to you, is there a big difference between cooking and baking, or is it all sort of the same thing when you're in the kitchen? Mm, no, I think there's a difference. I think most of the time I bake when I'm extra depressed. Like, when I'm, like, feeling very under the weather, I'm like, I want to bake today. I don't know, like, because baking is, like, more like, it's like a sweet smell, and the house smells, like, very yummy, and it's, like, very, like, warm, and I think there's a huge difference between it, yes. Yeah, I mean, I can really relate to that because when I'm depressed, I just eat a bunch of baked goods. 
<laughs> exactly. You want ice cream, you want chocolate. Yes. So today we are talking about cooking. And for the purposes of this podcast, we're talking about you cooking for yourself. So how would you sort of define this fanaticism that came about? Well, I mean, I moved out of, I, I used to live with my mom and my brother here in California. And I moved out of their place, I think it was like three years ago. And I, at first I was living with like um, my ex-boyfriend back at the time. So I felt like I had this like, oh my God, I have to be the woman of the house. I have to cook every day now. And it was like from one day to another, like it was weird. And I started to like cook a little bit more. And then when I moved the first time by myself, like a year and a half ago, I felt like very lonely at first. I think it's a big transition. And I was like, okay, well, for time to like go by faster when I was not like filming or doing stuff, I was like, I think I want to start like doing different recipes and stuff like that. And like I took my time in the kitchen and the hours mm -hmm. will, will go by. And I felt like I felt less lonely in the kitchen. And that's when I started to like become obsessed with it. And now like I really don't like to eat out as much. I like to like just cook. <laughs> Everybody, I feel like, has a signature dish if they're, yes. if they're sort of like, you know, an experienced chef, which I think we could call you. What is your top, like, two or three signature dishes that you love to make? Okay, I would say I, I love pasta. I always love pasta. Mm. But I will say that my chicken alfredo with, with bacon, I make it all from scratch. I think that's one of my best ones. It's so good. And, like... I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, I'm the best chef in the world. But, like, I, I went to a restaurant, like, four days ago, and I had, like, Alfredo because it's my favorite one. And I was like, this is not good. Mine is better. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's my number one. And then when I do cook for people, when my family comes around, they love when I do, like, fried rice with uh, steak. And, yeah, that's, like, their favorite dish, which I know that, like, mm. I'm like, okay, I can make a very good fried rice. I love that. And do you always cook from scratch or do you uh, ever try those things like uh, uh, HelloFresh, you know, those meal preps that come in the mail and then you could just cook? I haven't tried them yet. No. Most of the time I just like go to Google and like Google like a recipe and like I try to like do it and like I add my own like obviously Hispanic like side to it. But yeah, I have not tried like those like companies. I probably because then it will give you like more ideas on what to do in the kitchen, I guess. Yeah, for like a year, that's what I did to learn how to cook because I had never cooked before. It was great. It was great. But I imagine your food was even better because you're <laughs> not just using what people sent you and you're adding your own flair. Yeah. Uh, me adding my own flair was salt. Uh, <laughs> but let me ask you, would you ever be uh, open to, I don't know, cooking professionally? Hmm, I don't know if I'm there yet. I, don't, I feel like I'm a little bit uh, self-conscious about it, but... I would love to have like a cooking show or something, you know, like I see like sometimes celebrities do like uh, their own like cooking shows and stuff like that. I feel like that'd be like fun. Yeah, I, I totally could see you on a cooking show, by the way. And <laughs> I don't think you have to have like confidence in multiple dishes. I think you can be like a one trick pony with your yeah. with your Fredo. <laughs> like, if fresh bacon, yeah. that sounds delicious. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like that Seinfeld episode where they just did the muffin tops. They didn't do the muffin. They just did the muffin. So you can just have your one yeah. pasta dish. 
let me ask you this. When you cook for yourself, sometimes the portions that come out of the recipe are for four people or for six people. So do you modify or do you freeze some for later or do you give away? What's your process with that? I'm not going to lie. That's something that I'm still struggling with. Most of the time I'm cooking and then I'm very hungry. So I keep adding and then I end up with like a very big portion of it. So sometimes I just like eat it for dinner and then eat it the next day. But I had to get better at that because, yeah, I, I cook way too much. Do you like cooking shows? Do any of them inspire you? I recently watched like the baking shows. Like, is it, is it cake? I think it was. And it was mm-hmm. pretty interesting. Like, I'm, I don't know a lot about baking. I'm more confident like cooking just regular food. But those ones I started to like, and I also saw like a cocktail one. And I'm like, hmm, maybe I should start doing cocktails like that. That's something that I want to try. Well, it's the holiday season, so it's the right time. <laughs> yeah, I did I did do the turkey uh, for, I've been doing the turkey for four years in a row, actually. But um, this time, like, I think it was the best turkey yet. And I was very, very happy about it. What are your thoughts on fried turkeys? No. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. It's like, I know, it's not as juicy. And like, I don't know, I, it doesn't taste as much as turkey. So talk me through the process of you deciding what you're going to cook that night. Does it come from the ingredients that you have in your kitchen? Or does it come from yeah. what you're hungry for? Like how, wh- where does the process begin? Most of the time, it's like, I look at what I have. But most of the time, like, I, I also get a lot of cravings. So, like, if I wake up and I'm like, mm, I'm craving, like, right now, I'm craving steak and I don't have steak. So, I do have to go grocery shopping today. But most of the time, yeah, I wake up and I'm like, oh, am I craving? I mainly just have, like, chicken, shrimp, steak. And then I wake up. It depends on the day, too. Like, today is, like, kind of, like, cloudy here. So, I wake up and I'm like, okay. And then it depends uh, truly, too, on the music that I decide to hear. Mm-hmm. I put on some music. I set up the vibes and then I love, sometimes I do season like the day before if I'm like a, cooking like a good steak. So yeah, it depends on the music and the vibe that I'm in. Um, but most of the time, if I'm feeling like under the weather, that's when I want to do like a more in-depth, like com- complicated like recipe because I want to just distract myself and be in the, in the kitchen for like two and a half hours. I love that. Uh, as a kid, you know, did this get inspired because you were cooking with your parents or did you not start cooking till you were a little older? Um, well, my grandma used to cook a lot for us and my mom too. My dad cooks very, very good. But I think it's mainly just the fact that, you know, like when you're in a big city, sometimes it can feel like very lonely over here. So I think it was just that. Cooking is just like my best friend sometimes. It's just something that I get to do and like spend time with. And I, and I enjoy it. And I started, I think I started to enjoy more the process of just being by yourself and loving that and rather than, oh, I'm lonely and sad. I just got to enjoy just spending time with myself and getting to know myself. Yeah. I mean, I think those are feelings we could all relate to. Uh, I guess, what have you found about yourself, though, through cooking? What have you found? Uh, what emotions have come up as you spend time in the kitchen? Yeah, I think, I don't know if it sounds like weird, but like, I feel like most of the time, since I'm very petite, I feel when people like compliment me, a lot of people say, oh, you're so cute. Like instead of being like, oh, you're you're beautiful, you know, like so sometimes I feel like I've been feeling like I'm still like a girl instead of like being a woman. 
And I feel like the whole process of cooking and having my own place and like doing everything myself has made me feel a little bit more of a woman. So nowadays, like I've been looking in the mirror and I'm like, okay, Alondra, you're a woman. And I think cooking has a lot of that for me because I feel like, okay, I'm I'm an actual woman. <laughs> well, it's that nourishment, you know, it goes back to those habitual yes. roles and, and, you know, gender identifications that go back centuries is, you know, that yes. nourishment and the feeding of the family. If recipes are too extensive, do they scare you off? Have, have, have you ever like wanted to cook something and then read through it? Cause that's me. Like I look through it and I'm like, Oh no, 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 yeah. I'm not doing all that. You know? <laughs> Yay. Or especially they ask for like very things, very like specific things that you know, for a fact you don't have mm-hmm. in your kitchen. So I'm like, okay, no, I, I just skip and I go to the next one. Definitely. And what is your go-to site or resource for new recipes? Is it like asking family and friends or is it going on like I'm I subscribe to the New York Times cooking. So what is your like go to? Most of the time it varies. I do follow like it's it's a page in Instagram. I think it's 365 foodies. Mm-hmm. And they post like small little like clips of like recipes. And like if I see them I'm like, oh I like them. And sometimes like you click on the link and sometimes you have to pay like $3 for the recipe and stuff like that. So that's what I've been doing lately. And I even tried, um, I don't like spicy food. I don't know why I'm Hispanic. I should. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I saw like some like buffalo honey deep fried chicken. And like every time I will like open Instagram, I will see it. And I'm like, damn, that's good. But like, I don't like it. One day I was like, I'm craving it. So I'm just going to make it. And since it had honey... It was something that I was like, okay, I liked it. And it, it was something completely different that I was willing to try, mm-hmm. which I like. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. that. Very adventurous. Let me ask you, though, if you had found somebody you're in love with and you wanted to cook them one meal, what meal mm. would you cook to really just demonstrate, hey, you're mine for life? Wow. Okay. That's like a um, lot of pressure, Jake. Steak. Like it is. <laughs> I know, right? It really is. Like, what are you doing with that question? <laughs> Up in the stakes. And then Alondra, Alondra starts right. crying <laughs> middle of the podcast. <laughs> no, I mean I've cooked for my past lovers before, but I think tri-tip steak is one of my favorite ones to cook at home. So I would say I will go grocery shopping and buy an expensive one. Um, mashed potatoes, Mm. I think. I love mashed potatoes. And I will add some cream cheese to it so they're creamy. I don't like veggies. That's bad. I I need to start eating more veggies. A mashed potato is a vegetable. I will throw it. There you go. That's true. Hey, that's what I always (laughs) say. People are like, "Mm, not really. I'm like, they are. French fries are a vegetable. (laughs) (laughs) But... To throw in some greens, maybe I'll do some asparagus because I do make them with like butter and garlic. I don't eat them, but I will throw in that to make the plate feel complete. And I think that's it. I eat a lot of rice, but rice would not. That's not it. I need more. No, no. I'm saying no. That's it. I'm sold. You would have my heart in a second. That's all I'm saying. He said no. I'm like, oh, God. This date, the date is going to be terrible. It's amazing. No, this is the best date ever. <laughs> and some wine, a little bit of wine there. That too. always that yes. always helps. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So you mentioned that your grandmother cooked growing up. Did she take you in the kitchen and sort of was cooking a family activity with her? Was it part of like the the bonding? Yeah, I mean, I feel most of the time we will come home from school and she will have the food already for us. So it was like one of my best times during the day. It's like, oh, I can't wait to get out of school because I know Abuela has some food. But for like special occasions for Thanksgiving and for like Christmas, she will always cook. And like, yeah, I will definitely always help her. Her signature di- dish is um, lasagna. She makes the best lasagna in the whole world. And uh, mm. she visit. she always, she's here right now, actually. But she visited us like three years ago. And I was like, Abuela, like, I want to like, do the lasagna with you because I want to be able to do it. And she taught me how to do it. And I think that's our like bonding dish because it's the best lasagna I've had in my entire life. Yes. And what was that feeling like to learn this generational recipe and, and to be with like your grandmother and make this comfort food, which is lasagna? It's beautiful. Cause you know, it's one of those moments where you see like, Oh, like you you are growing up and like, appreciate little things that maybe as a kid obviously you didn't because it wasn't like that important to you at the moment but now it's like okay those are the moments who like that truly like mean a lot you know and even in uh things thanksgiving i was doing the the turkey she was sitting down and she was like well Lanka, do you need any help with anything and i was like no I, like i think i got it and she's like oh my god like I feel like you're so grown up like now you're in charge of the kitchen and i'm just sitting here like and it was just like a cute moment where it was like, no, well, I'll like sit down. I, like, it's my time to take care of you. Like, I'll cook for it's, you. No, it's almost no worries, that thing you know? where, yeah, they nurture you growing up and then it kind of like role reverses and you nurture them. That's a great analogy just with using like the cooking and the food yeah. to exemplify that fact. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always had this like pressure of like, I want my grandkids to be like, oh, grandma cooks so good, oh. you know? I want to be that grandma. (laughs) My grandma wasn't a great cook, but what she did always have was she had a bread box that always had homemade lemon cookies in it. So I always knew like you go to that bread box, there were going to be homemade. It was like one of those metal tin things that you lift it up like this and like the homemade lemon cookies were there. And so it's so, it's so Mm. important in that whole like family dynamic food, you know? It's huge. Yeah, it remind it, it takes you back, you know, and like I feel like food is so, it's so special and so important. Like you can go to a restaurant and like you can smell something and it can bring back a memory mm-hmm. immediately. Big time. Let me ask you, Alondra. You know, you, we've talked about how cooking by yourself helps with loneliness and other kind of feelings, but it sounds like you've done a lot of cooking with other people too. Do you find that being around people in the kitchen also helps with the loneliness, or do you get more out of it when you're by yourself? No, obviously, I feel like it, it's a lot of bonding, too, when you're doing it with another person. I have uh, my best friend lives in my um, same complex. So sometimes we do that as well. Sometimes she's like, OK, I'm cooking today. And like I just go downstairs and like I help her cook a little bit. Um, and then sometimes I just sit down and watch her cook. And then she does the same with me. She comes upstairs and then she just sits down. I cook for her. So obviously, it's like it, it's a beautiful experience too because we get to share some time, but then share some food too. 
and we get to just sit down and have a nice conversation. So obviously, I do love cooking with people as well, but I'm a little bit controlling. <laughs> so I don't like to have a lot of people around me. I'm more of like, okay, we can share, but like sit down and watch. <laughs> Go drink the wine yeah. over there. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes, yes. Who's a better cook? You or your best friend? Who who does it better? <gasps> I guess. Wow, I hope she's not hearing this. No, 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 no. Um, you know what? Like, I feel she does better chicken than me because her chicken recipes are very good. They're very creamy. And she even inspired me. Like, I've been eating a lot of chicken just because three weeks ago I went to her house and she did an amazing, like, chicken stew kind of. And I've been just like, okay, I want to get it perfect like she did. So I, I even bought chicken broth just because of her. Mm-hmm. So I'll give her the chicken. Good answer. I like that. (laughs) So how often will you cook from a recipe versus cooking just assembling ingredients on your own? Um, Honestly, not that often. Now that like I've been used to it, I have like my favorite dishes. So I just go to those. Um, But maybe I will say like once a month, I will like just be like, oh, today I want to do something different. Or if I have people coming over. Like, I'll be like, okay, let me just do something different. Alondra, is there a person or a celebrity that you would love to cook for? Ooh. Oh, my God. I would be so nervous, though. Well, I mean, I would love for, like, Meryl Strip to come to my house and, like, I'll cook her something. But, I like, but sometimes, too, like, I get, because, like, you know, I do use a lot of, like, spices. I don't know if, like, they'll be used to that. So sometimes I feel like it might be too much for some people, but I would definitely like would love to cook for her. Yes. Nothing's too much for Meryl Streep. She's no, yeah, she's I know, right? <laughs> she can handle it. <laughs> oh my god. Oh and, my god. <laughs> and what about baking? How do you make the decision if you'd rather cook on a particular day or bake something? You said like sometimes it's emotionally tied, right? Yes. Like I don't bake a lot. I only bake when like I really, really feel I need to. When I'm really sad, I'm like, I need to bake something. And then there's a family recipe from my grandma's sister. It's like just a uh, carrot cake made from mm. scratch. Yes, I know. And carrot cake is my my favorite favorite cake. So um, I went to Chicago. I just came back from Chicago yesterday, but I think five years ago I went to Chicago and like I was like I really want the recipe because I want to be able to do it like. In LA with like my family and stuff. And at first they were like, oh, we're not going to give it to you. But then they were like, no, it's okay. It's a family recipe. And uh, yeah, that's something that I love doing. And I might do it, honestly, I might do it for Christmas. Because for Thanksgiving, I did flan, mm. which was very mm-hmm. good. But I, I haven't done carrot cake in a while. So whenever I'm really, really feeling like under the weather, I just like go to the store and like I bake some cookies or like a cake and then I turn on like a sad movie and then I just bake it. So with the family recipes, with the lasagna, with the carrot cake, what are the rules around sharing these recipes and what can you divulge and not divulge to non-family members? I guess nothing. <laughs> like I think my abuela will be a little bit <laughs> my abuela will be a little bit lenient with the lasagna. But my family in Chicago, no. They didn't even want to give it to me. <laughs> they were very strict about what it. What did you have to do to prove and get that recipe? I, no, I was like, oh, like, I'm only doing it for me and the family. Like, it's your, <laughs> we're cousins. Like, come on. So, yes, they're very strict about it. <laughs> and did they allow you to write it down or you just had to memorize it as you guys were going through the process? 
No, they wrote it down for me. At first, oh. one of my cousins was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it to you." And then I was like, "Lily, like, I need it like written now. Come on." <laughs> so she did, and I. It's funny because I even have it. <laughs> oh my god, this is so funny! I have it hidden. I have it hidden <laughs> in like a. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote it and I have it hidden in like you know those like little um boxes where you have your accessories and your jewelry mm-hmm. so like I have it, it there's a compartment that you take off and then like it's hidden there like if it was like this that's where big... usually people hide their like hundred dollar bills you're like hiding the, the carrot cake mm-hmm. recipe I love it <laughs> I know well I'm glad now our listeners are going to know exactly where to go find it <laughs> please don't what do you see as as your signature dish like it sounds like it might be the alfredo and if so are you sort of like perfecting it are you continuing to perfect it i'll give you an example when i made deviled eggs over thanksgiving this is the first time Mm -hmm. i used a grape press and i used a little bit of grape juice in the deviled egg mix and it gave it like a tiny little zing, which I'd never done before. So like, what are the little things that you're trying to perfect this uh, Alfredo recipe? Well, I will say that now I've been very into like, oh, I need to be healthier. So I've been trying to get everything like it's organic. And instead of like the mince, like um, garlic that I usually use, I've been like buying the garlic heads and like shopping them myself. So that's something that I'm starting like to change. Um, and I don't think I've actually done the Alfredo pasta with that garlic. So mm. that's something that I need to try. Yes. I feel like the bacon is an important part of it too. Like the whether it's yes. the thick bacon or the like, you know, I feel like if the quality of the bacon is, is really good. <laughs> yeah. And I also got like a set of new, um, how do you say the pots? Is it pots? Mm-hmm. Like just like pants and stuff like that. So I... I don't know if that would change like the texture maybe of the chicken because it's like a nicer little like skillet. So I haven't done it there too. And I think all of those things like do come into like effect like when you're cooking. So the biggest thing, my biggest pet peeve is when someone is making something with a meat, like a Alfredo with the chicken or like a chili or something, and they don't cook the meat first. They cook it with the sauce in the, and then it's like, Uh what are you doing? That's like, you're ruining the whole dish. (laughs) Yes. Separately. Yeah. yes, yes, oh yes, yes. And that's another big thing. Like you have for that recipe, I do the bacon first and then I use some of that still grease to like do the chicken too. Mm-hmm. Smart. Yeah, that's what I do. And then like when I'm mixing the sauce and everything, I go back to that same pan. Um, I don't know why it tastes better. Like normally I do them like separately, but for that dish, like you mix it all together mm-hmm. after in that same pan. Yeah. Do you have a, a name for it? Because... I think uh, Alfredo Alondra or Alondra Alfredo might be right. Yeah, I need to do that. That's that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. That is a good idea. (laughs) Just throwing it out there. Okay, so this is another debate I constantly am having in my life. Okay, so you mentioned like you got a new set of pans and pots. How much cooking equipment do you have or need, or do you believe that it's really not about the equipment? It's about the method. I feel like it's about the method because I don't have a lot. That's why, like, I only got, like, these, like, two just because to do the flan in Thanksgiving, I needed one. So, and, oh, by the way, my mom was so thrilled because I was, like, standing in line with my, like, blue, cute little skillet, like, pan. (laughs) And my mom was like, why are you so excited? 
She's like, you're so excited to buy that. And I'm like, I know. And she's like, you're getting old along. I'm like, oh, yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I feel like, yeah, it's more about like the method. I feel like you can do a lot just with like three little things. It's just about like, mm-hmm. and it's about like the love and the effort you put into making mm-hmm. it. As cliche as it sounds. You know, I, I use this analogy in sports a lot, but I think it applies to cooking as, as well. Sometimes the people with the most equipment and the most gadgets, and the, they're not the best. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the, all these things are distractions from the actual product, you know, or the sport yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you. And uh, with the flan, did you tell me about how that, because flan is not easy to make at all yeah so tell me was this your first time making it no 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 I've been doing it for like the holidays for a while now but it's still something that I need to perfect just because of the aesthetic of it like it tastes amazingly but it's still like when I turn it and flip it around sometimes like the rim of it it's still like stuck on the pan which gets me so upset (laughs) um this time it happened a little bit less but it still happened a little bit so that, I don't know if it's the method or if it's actually like the things that I'm using, maybe. It was less. But yeah, it's a very difficult process. Um, You had to do the caramel from scratch with all the sugar. You had to make sure like you had to be there for like 10 minutes until like it melts mm-hmm. down to the caramel. And then I don't do it in the oven. I do it like we call it baño de maria. So in a big like pan, we put hot water and then we put a smaller one inside of it. And then that's what makes it like um, harden and like um, bake. Uh huh. Yes. Uh huh. But you have to literally be like there almost for the entire hour, just watching it and making sure it's okay. Anytime you boil down like chocolate or caramel, or I'm about to make my my Christmas bark, which is you know dark and white chocolate. But any but that candy thermo, you have to boil it down to a certain temperature and then immediately start adding cooler stuff so that otherwise when the chocolate dries, it has that ashy look. And caramel is the same way. It's so hard to work with, but it's very it's very tempting to do, you know, complicated sort of like chemistry with food because it's very satisfying when you get it correct, which is not all the time with Mm -hmm. me. Yeah. (laughs) What's the hardest thing you've ever made? I try I try to do risotto once and it didn't it didn't go as planned. You know? <laughs> my <laughs> my mom was like, Alondra, this is this is not good. And I think it's just because I use like a weird chicken broth too and I put way too much. Uh-huh. And I was just excited. I was younger too. I haven't even tried making it again. I, I think I got traumatized by the fact that it wasn't good. But yeah. Well, now in your in your old age you could try again. I know I have to, yeah. But risotto, like especially because we do it differently in Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico they use actual rice instead of like the, the pasta. risotto like yeah. pasta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was trying to make it with rice, but it was just yeah, it was bad. <laughs> All right. So let's go back the cooking for yourself and that how did you discover that this was like an emotionally satisfying fulfilling thing that really brought you joy when you're living alone I think just because I think the first time that I did it I was going through a breakup and then I started to remember oh my god like most of the time I was cooking for like for him and like I'm cooking for myself but then I put some music on and like I started to sing 
and just saying to myself and like cash my dog was with me and he was just standing there like waiting for food um and I think I just like I started to remember too like just like my mom cooking and my dad cooking who is in like Puerto Rico and I and I miss and I used to remember like he always told me like oh you cook but then you wash the dishes at the same time like don't get them get too cluttered and so I started to like remember all these things and then I was like you know what like I started to appreciate a little bit more like my apartment. The fact that like I have a nice apartment that feels like home. Like I feel fortunate enough to like be able to 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 live here. You know, sometimes like you take things for granted. And it was like, okay, like I have this apartment. I decided that I'm going to stay here and live by myself even though it might be like difficult first, but I was like I'm doing this for myself. Like I know a lot of people my age that are not able to do this. So I think it was a moment to start to appreciate the good things that I did have and I was doing that while cooking. So I think I did that connection while I was like and it's like it's, and it's an actual thing where you're doing like something physically, you can connect with the fix- physical action of doing it. I started to do that every day just to like feel better. And I think that and writing was what Help me get through like those tough like times of like my breakup. I love it. For sure. It was it was an exercise in gratitude and patience, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. I love that. All right, Alondra. Now is the time that we want you to give a love letter to cooking alone. So whenever you're ready, Um, talk to cooking alone. Okay. Um, I guess I will say, dear cooking, thank you for being there when I felt the loneliest. Thank you for keeping me company, making me feel loved and full. Um, and thank you for just showing me how how great I can be just by myself. I love you a lot. What loves Alondra Delgado? Yay! That was perfect. Oh my gosh. Oh. So fun. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Alondra is so awesome. I like... I really respect the fact that that is how she nurtured herself through, you know, a difficult time, a breakup, you know? Right. A lot of people do something unhealthy, like binge or drugs, but she learned to cook. Right. I mean, it sounds like it's not just, you know, assembling ingredients. Like you would ask her about doing one of the meal delivery services. No, she's like into it to win it. She wants like the whole process, the whole, you know, the extensive recipes. She, not just the not just the put to assembly, I guess. Yeah, she she doesn't want to just cook. She's a little chef. I mean, to hear her talk about the connection she had with her grandma, her mother, and in addition, all those feelings that she had from the breakup, just going into her cooking, you could tell that she's somebody who cooks with love and emotion, and it's very important to her as a person. I know. I love it. I mean, think about it. Most chefs have a signature dish. So her Alfredo can be her signature dish. There doesn't have to be like a huge, you know, line. And then the steak fried rice, that was really interesting to me. She uses steak in a lot of stuff. I like steak. I'm not mad about that at all. I I really, everything she talked about cooking, I was like, I want to eat that. 
I want to eat that. What, what do you cook, Jake, when you cook for your wife? What do you cook? That's, I cook, I'm the one who cooks in the relationship. My wife never cooks. Okay. It's always me. And I cook all kinds of things. I actually did those meal delivery services. Okay. And that's how I learned to cook. And now I'm making things that I never thought I'd make, like ratatouille. Oh. But steak. To answer your question, steak is my, I don't want to say steak is my love language, but steak is my love language. Is it? Can you do steak as well indoors as on a grill? A hundred percent. In fact, I prefer to cook steak in a cast iron skillet in the oven. Okay. On the grill and in the oven. And I, I think it makes a ribeye the softest, tastiest you'll ever have. You know, just make sure to put a little butter on there. Do you sear it in the on the stovetop and then put it, it put the whole skillet in the oven? A hundred percent. That's exactly how I do it. It doesn't take too much time, but you gotta be careful. Uh, as I learned the hard way, you will get some smoke in your kitchen and those smoke alarms do go off. They do. <laughs> I've had that happen multiple times, especially with my teenagers trying to cook. They're cooking a lot now, Ooh. which is good. You know, it, yeah. it's nice. It's welcome. I welcome that. But on the other hand, I'm also like, you've got to be careful. <laughs> do, do you have a signature dish that, that you cook? No. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, no, I, that's not true. I would say my signature dish, which I haven't made in a long time, and is, is a, like a seared uh, maple salmon, which <gasps> is really good. My wife won't eat salmon. Her mom ruined it for her as a kid, oh, like no. making horrible salmon. And, and salmon's one of my favorite meals. I'll have, I'll have lox for breakfast. I'll have Me salmon too. for dinner and lunch. I could eat it She all will the not time. do it. Oh. All the time. But, you know, that's... If there's one thing my wife and I will fight about, it's salmon. But besides that, we're doing really good. Okay, good. <laughs> well, if you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with your friends. We always say sharing is caring. And go to wearefanatics.com. You can catch up on all our past 80-plus episodes. And We Are Fanatics on Twitter. And Jake, thank you again for uh, joining me for this delicious episode about cooking for yourself or others. But really, you know... Alondra loved cooking for herself. So that was the impetus behind the episode. And frankly, the episode was truly delectable. Yes, it was. All right. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Enjoy. Bon appetit. Bye. Hey, guys, before you go, next week, coming on Fanatics, we have Alexandra Esso. She is this super talented, amazing actress. Um, she's starring opposite Russell Crowe in The Pope's Exorcist, out now. Of course, Midnight Mass, The Haunting of Bly Manor, Dr. Sleep. She is coming on to talk about her fanaticism of elephants. It is a very cuddly, cute, and fun episode. So we'll see you guys then. Bye. Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast. For more episodes and info, head over to wearefanatics.com or tweet your Fanatics thoughts and stories at wearefanatics. Yes, that's W-E-R-F-A-N-A-D-D-I-C-T-S. Our show is hosted by Claire Kramer and me, David Magadoff. Produced by me, Claire Kramer, and Kelsey Goldberg. Executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham. And you can thank Stephen Mudd for our theme song. Catch us next Thursday for another Fanatics episode. Fanatics.